1 Corinthians 2.12 says, Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. Hello, and welcome back to Think This Way. My name is Bryce Beale. I'm one of the pastor elders here at Faith Bible Church. Today, we're very honored to have with us a dear brother that probably a few people listening know you. Actually, just uh, when you came in, um, Jeff Snyder, one of our deacons, was leaving, and you are distantly related. Your second cousin is his daughter-in-law, I think. Yes. <laughs> but this is uh, Josh St. Clair, who is the pastor just across the street from us, kind of catty corner at Centerpoint Community Church. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So Josh, I really, really want to thank you for being willing to be on this podcast with us. And since, although some people might know you, most probably don't, and in fact, even I wasn't, this was my own fault. I mean, you've literally been right there all this time. <laughs> rock I know. Yeah. I mean, certainly I've seen your church a lot, and uh, I just haven't reached out. But thankfully, Ben Russell, who is a pastor at Westwood, who's been on this podcast, I think it was when we recorded his podcast and we were leaving, and he said, hey, do you know Josh St. Clair? <laughs> he pastors that church right over there, and I think you guys would get along. And I think, looking back, I think the reason he thought we'd get along is because you are a very avid reader. That could be. And it's funny, too, because I talked with Jamie, uh, you know, Jeff's uh, yeah, yeah. daughter-in-law. And Kuplis, she also said, she's no, like, I think, I think he'd like Bryce. <laughs> uh, so, I think that might be one of the reasons, yeah, among it's probably, many. It's probably just yeah. Ben's boundless optimism. <laughs> Everybody will like each other. Ben, we appreciate that about you if you ever hear this. So thank you, Josh, for being on here. I thought for those who don't know you, uh, maybe we could just get started today before we get into our subject about the Holy Spirit by you giving us a little rundown of how you came to know Christ and then also how you ended up over here at Centerpoint Community Church. Sure, yeah. You know, a lot of believers have this really dramatic, instantaneous uh, conversion story where yeah. just this, in this moment their eyes are opened. Uh, my story, I feel like, is more like uh, the blind man that Jesus healed in Mark chapter 8, where it's yeah. kind of a... A process. It happened in stages. You know, I couldn't see anything. I could see blurry people like trees walking around, and then I could see Jesus clearly. But I, I was given a picture. I was introduced to Jesus as a kid, given a picture of Jesus, but it was a really inaccurate, unclear picture. Uh, and I responded in faith to that picture as insufficient as it was. Uh, and but from that point on, I feel like the Lord just faithfully brought me through this process. Just grace upon grace, where he just cleared away the misunderstandings, brought me to a deeper knowledge of Jesus over about 10 years through good Bible teaching, through believers who lived out their faith in front of me and showed me what it looked like to follow Jesus. I just, I came to a, a clear understanding. I was able to say, see Jesus in a way where I loved him <laughs> and, to, and and knew what it meant to obey him and trust him fully. And so um, it was a long time in coming. Uh, I wish I had like this one singular moment to point to, but uh, it, was, it was all grace, you know, all along. Uh, but as far as how I ended up across the street at Centerpoint, uh, while I was in college, church I was going to, uh, I was getting ready to graduate, and the leaders of that church approached me and they said, hey, we think you might have a gift of, of teaching uh, and pastoring. So how about instead of graduating and moving on and getting a job, why don't you stay here and minister with us? And so 
I took them up on that offer, um, just learned a lot from them. I was at that church for about 10 years, um, and it just got healthy and got to the place where it didn't need me as much as it did at the start. And so I, I put in my resignation and didn't know what was going to happen next. And the very same day I put in my resignation, the, the pastor from Centerpoint uh, called me and said, uh, hey, I've, I'm stepping out here. Um, any chance that you'd, uh, you'd be open to coming out here and maybe leading these people? And so uh, prayed about it. The timing seemed interesting. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I ended up going out there, and that was about, uh, about 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think your conversion, although not dramatic, I appreciate non-dramatic conversion stories too because you know, when we met up not too long ago, you were talking about your daughters who are yeah. walking with the Lord. You have yeah. three daughters who are walking with the Lord, and I was picking your brain on that because as a pastor, I have pastor's kids, <laughs> and pastor's kids have a reputation, right? Yeah. and I want to avoid that with all my heart, you know, so it's something I think a lot about. But those non-dramatic conversion stories, not always, but oftentimes for kids growing up in Christian homes, those will end up being how they come to Christ. You're right, yeah. And they make you very grateful. Yeah. So I'm grateful for your non-dramatic conversion story. May God am, grant it. I am too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly, <laughs> truly. Well, um, having you on here, one is just because we've been trying to get more connected with other faithful pastors in the area and faithful Christians. So it's just great to hear your voice and have fellowship, not across the street, but together. Another reason is I know that you spend a good amount of your time thinking about God's word and preaching it, obviously, over here, and ministering it to God's people. And what we're talking about today, this whole quarter we've been focused on the Holy Spirit, and what we're talking about today is one of the works of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. which we call illumination, Yeah, which simply means that we're all so incompetent (laughs) that we could never really understand the Bible unless the Holy Spirit did something, Amen. (laughs) which is what he does in illumination to help us to really grasp it. I wanted to start this podcast just by reading one quote from Charles Spurgeon, because uh, he's my hero in the faith, so sorry. <laughs> Everybody gets quotes from Spurgeon. It's, it's a dangerous that you're starting with Spurgeon, because it's all going to be downhill from there. Oh, like. no. So. The downhill controversy. <laughs> such right an into you. Truth, <laughs> no. but I, I love Spurgeon. Go for no, it. No, but the benefit you have is you are alive today and here, and so, <laughs> you know. But... Uh, Spurgeon, this is something he says, a book that we've been thinking about as a church is a series of his sermons called Knowing the Holy Spirit. And I want to start us off with this. And then after that, I just have questions for you. But here's what Spurgeon says. This is pages 158 and 59, if you're reading that book. The Holy Ghost sometimes shows Christ to us by his power of vivifying the truth. I do not know whether I can quite tell you what I mean, but I have sometimes seen a truth differently from what I have ever seen it before. I knew it long ago. I owned it as part of the divine revelation, but now I realized it. Grip it, grasp it, or what is better, it seems to get a grip of me and hold me in its mighty hands. Have you not sometimes been overjoyed with a promise which never seemed anything to you before, or a doctrine which you believed? but never fully appreciated, has suddenly come to you a gem of the first water, a very kohinur, or mountain of light. The Holy Spirit has a way of focusing light, and when it falls in this special way upon a certain point, then the truth is revealed to us. He shall take of the things of Christ and show them unto you. Have you never felt ready to jump for joy 
ready to start from your seat, ready to sit up in your bed at night and sing praises to God through the overpowering influence of some grand old truth which has seemed to be all at once quite new to you. So I thought we would just get started here by trying to make this fairly tangible. To make this tangible, could you, Josh, for us, give us an example from your own life when the Holy Spirit illuminated a passage or a truth of Scripture for you? Sure. Um, <laughs> this is maybe not the most profound example, but it's the the most recent, maybe. So it's fresh in my memory. Just the past past week or two, uh, I've been studying the Sermon on the Mount um, for for part of a teaching series, but also happen to be there in my uh, personal devotions, and so just really soaking in a lot of that. And uh, when I'm in a passage of scripture, as I'm driving. Sometimes I'll kind of just try to remember back through the scriptures, see how much of it I can pull up in my head, you know, like what are all the Beatitudes and what comes after that, you know, that sort of thing. And so I was doing that in the car and I got to the parts, Matthew 5, 13, where uh, Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. Um, and that, that's something read many times. It's a, a short statement. Uh, brain almost just skips over it automatically because you think, I've read this before. I get the gist of what it means. You know, we're supposed to season the world. We're supposed to stop the decay in society, you know, that sort of thing. But this day, I just happened to be thinking about that as I pulled into the, the grocery store parking lot. And as I parked the car, the Holy Spirit really was, I mean, it, it was, illumination's a good metaphor. It's like turning on a light. It's like I had held this truth in the dark, you know, I felt the weight of it. I knew the shape of it, but all of a sudden I could see the, the color and the detail. And it was the Holy Spirit just opening up this, this idea that, Josh, you are the salt of the earth. As you get out of this car and you walk to that grocery store, you are the one that brings out the Jesus flavors of the world. You are the one that's, you know, stops the decay and, and preserves truth and, and righteousness. And even just by how you treat people as you wait in line, how you, you know, approach people in the store. And I just had this, uh, this realization, I think, in that moment of how that verse and that truth applied specifically to me in that moment of time, how I could honor Christ, um, this responsibility and the weight of it and the beauty of it, of being the salt of the earth. Uh, and, and that was not something that I was working out in my own head. It just, it felt like it was something the Holy Spirit was just showing me uh, that I had never really felt the, the full weight of that before. I almost feel illuminated as you just share that, <laughs> genuinely, just the reality of that passage. What yeah. a great example of exactly what we're talking about. As we're talking about this illumination, there are some times where people think that they're being illuminated by the Spirit, sure. or maybe prompted by the Spirit, guided by the Spirit, whether it's through a passage of Scripture or otherwise, when in fact it's not actually the Spirit doing it. And that's why people feel cautious. Even as we've had this quarterly focus yeah. on the Spirit, there's a sort of caution of like, are we going to do this the right way? For example, I think of Mormons who talk about, if you don't believe the Book of Mormon, and they would say, just read it, and you'll have this mysterious burning in your bosom. It's the terminology, which will con that will be the Holy Spirit, and that will confirm that this heretical book is true. Huh. That obviously would be a wrong way to think about the right, Spirit's yeah. illumination. So another question for you would be, since we depend so much on the Spirit illuminating things, just like the example that you gave, 
How do we discern when an experience we have like this really is from the Holy Spirit or when it maybe is just from undigested lunch or something right. else going on in my life? Yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely right. That that burning in the bosom, it could be the Holy Spirit, but yeah, it could be those deep fried hot wings <laughs> yeah. you had for, for dinner or whatever. Um, yeah, so, so feelings and sensations are never going to be the best and most reliable indicator that the Holy Spirit is at work. Um, I'll give, I'll suggest uh, two, I think, better indicators uh, that the Spirit is at work. And maybe these are sort of tests that you can apply when you feel like you, you have an insight uh, in the Scripture. You make a connection that you feel like is from the Spirit. And, and the first uh, test or, or indicator, I think, that the Holy Spirit is working is you look at the result of this truth. Uh, um, Jesus said, John 16, 13, 14, he says, when the spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. And Jesus said, he will glorify me. And so it is always a hallmark of the work of the spirit that Jesus is glorified. Uh, everything that the spirit has done from the creation of the world to the, the Old Testament writings of the prophets and the, the saints then to the, the work of the New Testament church, all of it is for the purpose of pointing to Jesus Christ and giving him glory. That's just the, the heart of the spirit. And so you look and say, is this pointing me to Jesus Christ or is this just focusing me on myself or my fleshly desires or, or whatever. If it is, we know it's not the Spirit. And we, we also, 2 Corinthians 3.18, uh, Paul talks there about how as we with unveiled face behold the glory of Jesus, we're being transformed into the same image, the image of Jesus from one degree of glory to another. And he says, this comes from the Spirit. And so it's always the work of the Spirit to make us more like Jesus, to conform us to the image of Christ. And so this truth, as I'm experiencing it, as, am I, as I'm applying it, is it making me more like Jesus? So I say that would be a better indicator than a feeling or sensation. Does this point to and glorify Christ? Does this make me more like Christ? And then I think the other one, and I hope this would be obvious to most believers, but is it consistent with the rest of Scripture? Um, if, if the Holy Spirit is the author of all scripture, which we believe he is, um, you know, Peter talks about that, Second Peter 1, 2, how uh, the prophets in the Old Testament, they spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And so if the Holy Spirit is the author of all scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, we believe that he is going to be internally consistent. He's going to not contradict himself. He's not going to say something or reveal something to me that contradicts something that he said in the Old Testament or in the New Testament, something that Jesus or the apostles said. And so uh, you always hold it up to that test. Is it consistent with the rest of scripture? Um, does it point me to Jesus and honor and glorify Christ? Um, and there's there's other things. I mean, as a, as a teacher of the Bible, you might even want to go deeper. Like sometimes as I'm studying and preparing to bring a message, I'll encounter something where I'm like, well, I think this is the Spirit, but I'm not sure I don't want to communicate anything that's not true, that's not of the Spirit. And so if I can't really discern that on myself, I'll go to a mature believer and say, hey, do you see this in Scripture too? Or I'll go back and I'll read Spurgeon. What did he say about this passage? Or, or further back and just sort of search the commentators because if the Holy Spirit has been revealing truth to the church for thousands of years now, 
he's probably not going to show me something that he's never shown anyone else before. So that's another just kind of safety check. I like to look and see, you know, is this something that other people, other mature, doctrinally sound people have believed uh, throughout history? And so that's just a few things I think that we can use as safeguards in that area. All right, Ben, if you're listening, you're right. I do like Josh for more than just the reading. <laughs> I really can't think of a better answer. I mean, that, that in my mind, is about as complete and full an answer when we're trying to discern uh, if illumination is coming from the Spirit or not. That's just really excellent. You know, utilizing other people, does it glorify God? Kind of like Calvin talking about the glory of God is, is the key to the Scriptures yeah. to open it up to you. Yeah. So that's a great question to ask when you feel like you have an insight from Scriptures. Does this glorify God, or is it just what I already want? Right. <laughs> you know? It's, it's easy to find lots of stuff oh, in Scripture. Oh, man, that so easy. It's <laughs> so easy. Yeah. That's really well said. I appreciate that. Yeah. As a final question for you, Josh, for the people listening, you know, they're hearing sermons, and they're having their quiet time, they're reading the Bible. And maybe they haven't been consciously thinking about the Spirit's work and illuminating them. So how would you encourage people if we understand the Spirit is illuminating that? How should that shape the way we approach any time we encounter God's Word, whether that's hearing sermons, podcasts, any teaching on the Bible, or even our own quiet times? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. That, yeah, it gets to the heart of it. How do we apply this? Um, I, I would say three, three things. Uh, every time we open up God's word, every time we sit down to listen to a sermon, um, we, we ought to approach it in three ways. First of all, if the Holy Spirit does indeed illumine God's word, illuminate it like we've been talking about, we should approach God's word expectantly. We should say, there are treasures to be found here. Like there is grace to be gained. Uh, there are things here that can grow me in Christ and, and make me more holy and make me more joyful. And so we ought to approach God's word expectantly because the Holy Spirit can open these things up to us so we can receive this grace. We also ought to approach God's word or sit down for that sermon prayerfully um, asking the Holy Spirit to do that work. Uh, I, I love the psalmist in Psalm 119, 18. He says, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. And that's a prayer that I try to pray every time I open God's word. Open up, God, open my eyes so that I can behold the wonderful things that are here because I'm, I'm gonna miss them on my own, uh, you know? And so to, to approach God's word prayerfully. And then I'd say lastly, to approach God's word or to listen to that sermon with a willingness to do some work. Second uh, Timothy 2.7, uh, it says, Think over, Paul saying to Timothy, Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Um, Think about it, meditate on it, apply your mind to it. Because I think that the Holy Spirit, he can just drop an insight into our mind out of nowhere. But in my personal experience, it's been more when I am thinking on the truths of God's word and meditating on really seeking to understand, putting in that, that mental work that the Holy Spirit begins to turn on those lights. And so um, expectantly, prayerfully, and with a willingness to put in the work. Excellent. Thank you, Josh, so much, both for that answer and also just for you being willing to be here and share some of these insights with us. I know you said 11 years you've been at Centerpoint. Uh, yeah. Is that right? And, then, right? and then many years before that, working at this other church. Mm -hmm. 
So I know I personally really am grateful for you sharing some of your insight as a younger pastor myself. And then we as a church, we're grateful to be doing ministry literally parallel across the street from (laughs) you, (laughs) sharing very much that heart, loving God's word, dependent on the Holy Spirit. So thank you very much for being here. And thank you so much. I just enjoyed enjoyed talking with you. Well, you might be someone listening to this and you've never really thought about the work of the Holy Spirit while you have a quiet time. Maybe you've just been trying to work your way through it, but it's been maybe dull recently. You've not been getting a lot out of it, and you're just thinking, what is going wrong? And you're not sure. Or it might be that you think that if you just study it exactly right and use exactly the right resources and get the exact data right, that's all you need to do in studying Scripture. Well, this may be the way you thought before, but may God help us all now by His grace to think this way. 